When I was in jail, I was low-key Shout out to supporters that wrote me Eat food, work out, and then go sleep You know I'm praying he carrying both feet yeah. No, we got God with us He look at me and see a God figure Don't, Don't worry, we got something coming up Um, If you here, I want to thank you This is the first part of the 10-part series Where we gonna be sitting here Talking about how to grow the perfect Photography business But hold on, let me let Fabio get this off Church, she pray for me She my God sister I was diamonds and houses and sea notes. I'm feeling marvelous. For those who keep asking me, I always play music because it gets you hype, it gets you ready, and it's always some shade in all the songs I pick. But don't worry about that. Y'all ready? See how I just did that? And it was a lot of shade. And the song I just picked, I hope y'all picked that up. Um, but let me let this get off and then we're gonna get started. Photographers to reach the next level in their business. We just leveled up. Hosted by Key, aka Key No No, and Shannon Photographer Gavin B. We unscripted, we keeping it real. Let's get it. Wrap it up. What? Shut up. Wait, so I can't pay you an exposure? Hell nah. I want to welcome you. First of all, let's do it like this. I want to thank you. I want to welcome you to um, for showing up, for listening, for tagging in, for tuning in. Because I am in studio by my damn self. So what does that mean? As a podcaster, when you do a podcast by yourself, um, it sounds like the bright idea, right? You could do it on your own time. You ain't got to depend on somebody to be there, somebody um, flaking, somebody just not being available, somebody got to work, somebody got kids, whatever the case may be. You can do the podcast by yourself. Um, you can do it when you do have time and you can always create content. That sounds so beautiful, right? The problem is that shit sounds boring as hell. It is always boring. Excuse my language. I'm going to try not to curse on these because I, I want you to be able to listen to this even if you got your kids in the car. Um, So with that, Key is not here. Key is at work. Um, I'm doing this midday. Key don't even know I'm here. And excuse me, the reason why she's not here, because this has zero to do with Key. It has to do only with photographers. So if you're tuning in, um, I hope it's my prayers that you are a photographer. Um, you are somebody who is interested in photography. You are someone who maybe has a hobby for photography, um, who maybe are looking to start a business in photography or you like me. You are a photographer and you are looking for new ways to grow your business, to scale your business, to actually build your business up. Now, if you're like me or if you are already deep in photography, these first few lessons might not be for you. However, I do want to encourage you to stick around and listen. However, because um, if I get something wrong, I would love to be corrected. Um, I also want you to stay and pay attention because it might be something you might have missed or you can educate me um, for things I might miss. And I might forget for those who do not know when also when you do a photography podcast, well, excuse me, when you do a podcast by yourself and nobody's in the room, it goes by so much quicker, not because you get off key. And if you listen to any podcast I do, I, we say squirrel a lot because I, get, I lose focus. No, it's not because of that. It's because you're rushing and you're like, yo, am I boring to people? So if some of these first ones start off a little fast, don't worry. I probably will re-record them and upload them so that they sound a lot better. 
So a few months ago, when I knew I was going to be on paternity leave, uh, this was supposed to be happening. And I never got to it because my baby came early. But I told myself I one of my goal was to create a 10 step program for photographers. And over that program, I want to focus on everything from how to set up your business to working with your first client. Um, and we're going to go through so many different things. Hopefully I touch on a little bit of everything. And if there's something um, that you guys feel like that you're listening, like, yo, can you expound on that? Please let me know. And I can maybe do a bonus episode or um, we can schedule a time for me to hop on a phone call with you and we can talk some things over. Please do not feel weirded out by contacting me saying, hey, can we just talk? Because I do that often. And a lot of people say, hey, I never thought it, you know, you'll sit that, take that time out and talk to me. Actually, I will. Um, I even meet you. Um, some things I will have to charge you for, such as if you want me to. All right, let me put it like this. Please do not contact me wanting me to take pictures for you. Um, and think I'm going to do that for free out of love. I had that shit happen. Excuse me. I had that happen before. And I felt bad for the girl client and the girl because it was a no, no. They thought I was going to show up to a shoot. Let me tell y'all something. This is a squirrel moment. They, I had a, a client, somebody who's a follower of this podcast. Excuse me. Sorry. I got to tell the story. It's funny now. Um, she contacted me and said, yo, um, such and such wants you to take, you know, wants you to be there when I take her pictures. I said, hey, if you do it at this time and this time and it's near this location, I can swing by, speak to y'all and just say, hey. She said, yeah, well, she kind of wants you to guide me on how to take the pictures. And I said, why don't she just hire me? She said, oh, well, she wants me to do it, but she wants you to be there to show me how to do it. And I said, nah, that don't, I don't do that. And she was like, well, she kind of wants you to take it and me follow you. I said, well, she needs to book me. The girl contacted me, the client. It's like, yo, I told her I wanted you to do it, you know what I'm saying? But I wanted you to show her how to do it. And I said, yo, I don't know what y'all got going on, going on over there, but wrong guy. And I ain't spoke to neither one of them since. But it's nothing but love. Shout out to those two ladies. And I ain't seen them birthday pictures, so whatever. Anywho, so today's first lesson is funny. If you do not know, this all started because I did a, a video, a short video called If You're a Photography Niche, What Is Your Purpose? Um, please go back and review that because that is the intro to this whole series. I don't have a title for this series. Sorry for it. Sorry about that. But the main focus of this entire series is just like I said earlier, just show you how to start your photography business and uh, excel in that. And I can't claim I have all the answers, but I will love to help anybody any way I can. Um, what's important to note through all of this is your purpose is going to be bigger than anything, any of these lessons that we go over. Um, your purpose is bigger than photography. Your purpose is bigger, bigger, bigger than any client. Your purpose is bigger than you. I think that is extremely, extremely important to know and to state. If you do not know what's your purpose in doing photography or existing, um, then I guarantee you're probably running in circles. You might be excelling at a lot. You might be excelling at everything. But until you know your purpose, you haven't reached your full potential. So I encourage everybody to know their purpose, to find their purpose, to go look for their purpose, to understand their purpose. And yeah, it's going to, you're going to excel so much. So before we get started into your photography niche, because I killed photography niches on the last one. A lot of people had, a, you know, a little bit to say about that, but I have more to say today. So before we get into niche, I want to give you a little background on me and who I am. My name is Gavin Boer. I am a Charlotte maternity and engagement photographer um, based out of Charlotte, North Carolina. I was born in Charlotte. I was raised in Charlotte. Um, I will probably forever live in Charlotte. Um, that does not mean that I've never left this city. 
I've left this state. I've left this country. Um, if Elon Musk would have asked me, I probably would have left this earth, but I was going to come back. The point is, um, I've been doing photography since 2008. It is 2021. That is amazing to me only because only reason why that is important to me because I was trash probably into like 2016. Notice what I just said. I know now and maybe even back then I knew I was trash until that point. Um, what caused me to realize I was trash? And if you don't know what trash means, that means I was terrible. I was garbage. I was not good. Um, am I good now? I'm decent. I'm pretty good. I like where I'm at. Um, I don't love where I'm at. It's so much more I want to do. Um, but I knew I was trash because I knew nothing about my camera. I knew nothing about business. I was just one of those eager people um, trying to learn photography, expand on photography and using a photography as an escape. Um, I went to school at the University of North Carolina at Charlotte to study computer software and informatics, informations or informatics, whatever they called it on that damn board. Um, I learned nothing while I was there. Um, only thing I learned while I was at college was I did not want to do what I was studying for. Um, I, me and my wife had this conversation a few days ago, probably my junior year. I probably should have changed my major right then, but I was ready to get out. And um, I was taking photography in college. I was, excuse me, I was taking up photography in college just because I wanted to talk to girls. Um, Facebook was popping. Um, MySpace was on its way out and everybody needed profile pics, but nobody was paying. But it didn't matter because I just loved shooting, love meeting new people, love, you know, throwing something up in Photoshop and keep it going. If you know who Tutvid is, T-U-T, Vid, uh, that was I followed everything that man posted on his website when I was younger and I got I, I knew so much in Photoshop. I knew nothing about my camera, but I knew how to do pretty much any and everything in Photoshop, which is funny in itself. Um, shout out to Tubbit. If you know, you know. Um, when I first started out, the photographer who I'm not, he's not the coolest photographer I know right now, excuse me, um, but he's somebody who I look up to and I follow very far. Uh, when I first got started, I was looking up any photographer that I could understand and look forward to and designs by jk was the only one i could find in charlotte that was a black photographer um i literally googled black photographers in charlotte because i needed some type of mentorship and he was the only one and i never reached out to him so let me not even you know it was funny but now me and him laugh about that because it's a growing thing for all of us so that's a little bit about me um i figured out what i wanted to do in photography maybe all of two years ago two or three years ago um, speaking of which I do photography full time. I'm not going to sit here and tell you I make six figures a year. I'm not going to tell you that I make a quarter of a million dollars a year. Like some of these other people will. Um, if that's what you're looking for, go follow them. They just going to charge you 15 grand to, to tell you, but whatever. Um, and then you want to know how they made six figures. Um, but the point is this two years ago, um, I was working at a job um, I fell into marketing at the college. And so I have a marketing background. I have a computer science background that I don't use. And I know photography. But two years ago, I was at work. Um, I went to a photo conference. Shout out to Photo Plus in New York. And before I could walk in the doors, I'm in Brooklyn. I'm walking into the Jacob Javits Center. And uh, my phone rings literally as I'm walking up the steps. I answer the phone call. It's my boss. And he told me the famous lines that I still hear today. Um, he said, hey, where are you? I said, I'm in New York for this conference. You know, because it's on your calendar. It's on my new hire paperwork and it's on the secretary's calendar. He said, yeah, I never saw that. Um, I think I'm going to have to let you go. And I said, all right. 
his next lines to me was, is that all you got to say? And I said, yeah. And since then, um, the next thing is important. I'm going to say this and then we're going to get started. I called my wife and I said, hey, uh, I just got fired. And my wife told me the most beautiful words that any woman has ever told me besides I love you. Um, she said, look, this is what you wanted to do. Excuse my language. She said, make this shit work so you ain't got to get a job when you come back home. And for the last two Almost three years. I have been doing photography full time. Before that, I was I do consider myself as a full time photographer because I was putting in 40 hours a week, just like at my regular job and photography. But after that, uh, photography been paying my bills ever since then. And it's a beautiful thing. And I've learned so much over these last 13, however many years. And I just kind of want to give all that back and kind of just, you know, expand on my purpose and see what I want to do. Um, eventually, I don't want to photograph anymore. But until then. Hey, let's shoot. So what is today's lesson about? Today, we are going to talk about how to set up your photography business. Um, before we could talk about business setup. It's important to understand your niche. Um, and, you know, a photography niche is super funny. It's super important. Um, I was one of those firm believers when I used to see it on YouTube all the time. Like, what is your photography niche? What if your photography niche? And I'd be like, yo, I'm not clicking on none of these videos. I will not fall for the for the okie doke. Um, I was of, of the mindset of I don't want nobody to say, hey, he 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 does only maternity. He does nothing but um, boudoir. He does nothing but weddings. He is. Hey, that's the ch kids photographer. I didn't want that label on me. I wanted to be known as, hey, oh, you want um, you want pictures of your dog? Call Gavin. All right. You want pictures of uh, your you want some branding? You need a headshot? Call Gavin. Um, you need maternity. You need engagement. You need, you know, feet pictures for OnlyFans? Call Gavin. I wanted to be that guy. And one day I said, you know what? Let me listen to one of these videos. I can't remember what photographer it was, but they talked about photography niche and my eyes was open so much that day. And probably the last six years I've been looking for my photography niche. Um, like I said, I was running from it. So somebody right now is like, yo, what is a photography niche? I hope you got a pen and paper. Let's write all this shit down, please. And so one of the things is I had to learn the difference between um, photography niches is kind of like learning the, the difference between I can shoot anything. I can shoot everything and I shoot everything. That doesn't make sense. But if you have to re think about it slow, you got to learn the difference between I shoot everything and I can shoot everything. Um, Back in the day, I was only seen as I shoot everything. I shoot. So, Gavin, what do you do? Oh, I shoot everything. Um, And that that that's not how you run a business. You know, um, and I'm going to make this reference quick. But uh, if you go to a restaurant, if you go to any fast food joint, the the best fast food joints that's still around, they specify, they focus, they specialize in one type of food or one realm of food. Um, I remember when I was younger, my first ever job, I worked at Hardee's and I remember um, I started working at Hardee's and then in the what the hell they call that one. Um, when you get hired and you got to go in there and watch orientation, excuse me. Thank you. Um, I'm at orientation and I remember watching a video 
and I'm 15 at the time, and the video is talking about how Hardy's failed and they're still failing to this day because of a bad decision they made a long time ago. And I think everybody knows when Hardy's had every type of food. And they, I'm in orientation, and that mime, that blew my mind that they are still dealing with the effects of, you know, being a burger joint that really killed only breakfast. But they turned into this expensive burger joint that served chicken and tacos, and they wanted to know why nobody ever came to them for chicken or tacos. And they, they have been dealing with that ever since, and they still struggle with that to to this day. Um, if you still pay attention, so. Um, your photography niche is simply what do you specialize in as a photographer? What do you as a photographer, what do you specialize in? Um, and that's an important question to note because, um, you know, specializing in something, honestly, it just makes you an expert in that field. So if you are a photographer right now who specializes in boudoir, um, guess what? If somebody comes to your aunt or somebody comes to your cousin or if somebody comes to your favorite person on Instagram and say, hey, look, I'm looking to do a boudoir session. Do you know a photographer? Everybody on your page should be able to know like, yo, X, Y and Z does boudoir photography. Speak to them. They are the best. They are the experts. They know everything about boudoir photography. And that is something also that you have to understand with your photography niche. You have to know you have to become an expert in that field. You can't just be known as an expert in that field, but you kind of do need to know everything about that field. Um, and that's one of the benefits of having a photography niche. And then I like photography niches because I like having a photography niche personally because I get to weed out customers I don't want and don't need. So, for instance, um, today on the way to, to record this, um, I had two phone calls to make. One person wanted a baby shower photo shoot and one person wanted a birthday photo shoot. Guess which one I didn't do. I definitely didn't do the baby shower one. Okay. And I know somebody's like, what your maternity and a engagement photographer. Well, unfortunately I don't do events and I let everybody know that I don't do your events. Um, Technically, it's messed up, but it's not messed up. This is how I do my business. I want to do your engagement photos. I want the option to be able to do your wedding. I want to do your maternity photos. And then I don't pretty much don't want to see, see you again until you're ready to take family photos as a family. Um, I'm not trying to take your newborn pictures. I'm not trying to take your baby shower pictures. I'm not trying to take your gender reveal pictures. I ain't trying to do none of that. OK, I really just want to do your engagement, your maternity. And I like to pick and choose after in between those things of what I'm going to do. Um, so the young lady today who contacted me wanted birthday pictures. It was a pretty simple, straightforward shoot. I told her, absolutely. I accept this job. I want to do this job. I the benefit of doing photography full time is if you get to learn to your niche, you will be able to weed out photographer. I mean, excuse me, certain clients. Um Personally, let me just give this. Let me be tr fully transparent. I don't shoot clients um, between the ages of two and five. All right. If you come contact me and say, hey, I'm, my little kid is, you know, he's two. I need some new pictures of him or her. I'm going to politely, respectfully say, "Nah, I can't do this. It's just not my thing. Um, kids, they scare me. Kids like to move. Kids, they start. I start laughing. It's not my thing. I don't like newborn photos. I just had a baby. Yo, I was stressed the hell out trying to take his pictures in a basket. He was crying. Um, 
Most people don't know you need to be taking birth baby pictures between days like seven and 21. So first week to three weeks. Let me tell you how tired me and my wife was the first to the up to the third week. We were stupid tired. He was tired. He was tired of us. We was just tired. You know what I'm saying? So it was a lot of moving parts. I said then this will be the last kid I take maternity. I mean, newborn pictures of it's not my thing. And it's cool. I have to accept that. Now, I like I told you guys way before I am a maternity engagement photographer. People know me. As taking maternity photos. People are starting to know me as a guy who you can contact for engagement photos. That's my thing. Literally, it's my thing. I love to do it. So I know when you need to take maternity photos. I know what you need to wear. I know what type of undergarments you need to wear. I know the right makeup artists. I know the things about certain lighting we need to do. Um, I know which fabrics uh, you don't need to wear. I know places where you can rent outfits and send them send them right back through FedEx. You know what I'm saying? It's certain things that I know I've learned. Just because I've learned in trial and error a lot of things um, with maternity stuff that it's been a beautiful thing. Um, so, so the next thing that I think is important is trying to figure out how to find your niche. You know, the easiest part about finding your photography niche, you need to figure out what makes you excited to be a ph photographer and what you hate. Um, finding your niche is super hard to do. And it's and it takes time. Um, the reason why is because you kind of got to find your strengths. So um, how do we say this? What makes me excited about being a photographer? Um, I love doing modeling work. Now, some model out there who's probably getting his part and they like he's a liar. I love modeling work. I love high fashion. I love, um, you know, I love those things. That stuff is dope to me. If I could do that all the time, all right, let me put like this. If I could podcast 24 seven and literally just take pictures of models that I'm cool with, I would do that if podcasting would pay my bills, but it don't. All right. And models don't pay my bills at all. You know what I'm saying? So it's one of those things, but I love working with models today. I shot with one of my model friends, shout out to Alex, beautiful girl. We have fun. We just, we just went out into, you know, some woods. We took some pictures down the street from my house and, it took 20 minutes. I went home. You know what I'm saying? I have fun doing that. You know what I'm saying? Um, so you have to figure out what makes you excited, but also what makes you nervous. I told y'all I, I can't take pictures of no damn babies. That is, that is not going to happen. Um, I also can't take pictures of, um, you know, I ain't taking pictures of no babies. I ain't taking pictures of couple boudoir. Don't judge me. Um, it's certain things I know that, look, I get nervous doing and I can't do it. So I choose not to. But also, I understand my strength. So somebody said, yo, you love matern uh, excuse me. You love um, model work. OK, cool. Modeling doesn't pay. Be real with y'all. Shooting models won't pay any bill that you have. Sorry. Um, it won't. You shooting them will help pay their bills because it's going to get them more work, more exposure, things of that nature. But them shooting with you. It won't. It won't pay your bills unless you can somehow justify a client seeing that and you saying, hey, I can give you the same effect. Here we go. It's a lot of translating to do. But if you find the right clients and you work with them and use models to boost your portfolio, then, yeah. But a lot of people and I know somebody probably heard that before and was like, hey, no, actually modeling has paid my bills. You missing what I'm saying. You have to understand that models. You have to use them the correct way so that bills can get paid. They should boost your portfolio. They shouldn't they shouldn't be your portfolio. They should you shouldn't be dependent on them to pay your bills. 
You can depend on clients to pay your bills. You just got to go find them, got to secure them. But if you're trying to find models and secure models, they're not going to pay you the way you should be paid or you should expect to get paid. So please understand that. No disrespect to the models. Love y'all, despite what, you know, the rumors say. So you kind of got to figure out what's your strengths. So what are you good at? All right. It might suck. You might really hate shooting weddings. But if you're really good at shooting weddings, that can be your niche and you can make a ton of money doing it. Right. You might suck at you might excuse me. You might hate taking or dislike taking pictures of babies. But if you're great at it. I'm sure the money will outweigh you hating it. Why? Because you can offset it. So I don't say do anything you don't like doing, but you kind of got to understand your strengths. Um, I realized very early that I love taking maternity photos for different reasons, not because I wanted their future business, just because I liked it. I like being there. I like talking to moms. I kind of like um, the atmosphere. I kind of like the whole thing of like, look, they are there because they have something growing in them and it's a beautiful experience. And um, it's just a great moment just to be there and witness. And I liked it. And I, I was trying to find new ways of doing it. And I just grew. Um, I love engagements for the same reason. I love to hear people's love stories. Um, I like birthdays because I like hearing people different milestones of their life. They're like, excuse me, they li- I was going to say lives, but of their life and seeing like where they're at, where they want to be and them understanding the benefit and the, the beauty of all of those things. So you kind of got to understand what's your strength and what's your passion about, because if you can, t- if you can, if you can go in there and realize what's going on, you're going to grow so much grow so much faster and you're going to learn so much and your niche is just going to go. Um, and then you got to test out your theories. All right. So what that sound like? All right, Gavin, I want to be a glam photographer. That's my thing. I want to be, a, excuse me. I want to be a, known as an editorial glam photographer. By the way, they make a shit ton of money. I don't know why nobody don't do that enough, but they make a lot of money. Um, I recently had a young lady who wanted, who's getting, um, Somebody was writing about her in a magazine and magazine contacted me with a publishing company contacted me. Hey, we want to pay you to take her picture. She requested you. We like your work. How much would you charge? I told them and I could tell on the phone, the young lady, the excuse me, the lady on the phone. I think she laughed at my price. And she asked me again, what do you charge? And I told her and I'm 99 percent sure she was laughing um, simply because. She would have loved to pay me that. And I felt disgusted when I told her I get off the phone. I look up this lady because I don't know who I'm talking to. I look up this lady and I see that she works for um, their they publish stuff for Target, um, for for Nike, stuff like that. And so their advertising budgets for shoots are thousands up to ten thousand, twenty thousand dollars for shoots. It's on their website. So I'm going and I'm like, what the fuck? Excuse my language. Sorry. But I'm like, what is what did I do? Why am I telling her that, hey, for a studio glam shot that you guys are looking for, it's going to be six hundred dollars because that's what I'm doing. And then it hits me that, yo, they pay thousands of dollars. So, no. And and trust me, if you're too cheap. You lose business, by the way, but that's not the point. But the point is you got to test out your theory. So let's say that you are a glam photographer and you think that's your thing, where if you get there and you realize like, yo, Every little detail has to be perfect for me to reproduce this. The lighting has to be work good. I'm not really, really that good. I really don't like studio work. Um, I got to depend on the perfect makeup artist. But if I have my own in-person makeup artist, I got to pay them this. You know, what? it's too many moving pieces. I hate it. 
then cool. You might you got to find a new niche. It might be something that you like to do, something that you might want to dive into or you might have to come back to. But you got to understand, like, all right, this isn't working. So let's say you you say, hey, I want to be a wedding photographer. And you realize that's just too stressful. Trust me, when we all get started, everybody tell all of us, yo, go do wedding photography. It's the coolest thing ever. Right. You're going to make so much money. And then we start seeing people charging three thousand, four thousand, five thousand dollars to do weddings. And then we realize, like, yo. The stress and amount of hours and the 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 cost for you to do weddings is that end result is it worth it and a lot of us realize it's not i laugh when people tell me like y'all want to get into wedding photography and i talk to them three months later and they go nah i hated that and i and i know why because it sounded cool and we thought that was our niche our niche and then we realize oh hell nah this ain't it so you got to test things out i always tell people try three or four times um and realize it you know, sometimes it might require you to give some people a discounted rate so you can kind of make sure this is what you like to do. But try it out. Shadow some people. Um, one of the lessons we're going to talk about, excuse me, one of the lessons we're going to talk about later is educate, educating yourself on um, in business. And one of the things is finding a mentor, following somebody, shadowing somebody, paying somebody to watch them work. Um, I've done that. I pay photographers to literally watch them work. Um, didn't help them at all. You know, I held a light or I understood um, a couple of y'all. I'm going to tell y'all cheat code. A couple of y'all, a couple of photographers that you really, really like. You need to book them. Sounds messed up and it's not, but you need to book them, book them. And you you will understand so much more about how they handle business. How do they do business? And if you can learn more from their business, but um, definitely test out your theories and see where you can go from there. And I promise you, you'll grow a little bit quicker and faster. And then once you settle in on a niche, go ahead and start promoting it. Every, everybody that that follows you, friends, family, um, on your website, on your socials, on um, your hat, you know, you need to be putting it in all your hashtags. Everywhere I look, I should be able to know that you are a blank or ex photographer. Right. In your Instagram, it should say, I'm a newborn photographer. On your Facebook, it should say, hey, I'm a branding photographer. Um, I special or I specialize in branding photos. On your Facebook, um, on your website, it should say, hey, such and such boudoir photographer. Um, you should be promoting it all the time so that you get known. I'm telling you, nothing is better. You know, people that are experts charge what they want, not what they have to. Um, I know a newborn photographer right now. She does maternity, but her newborn work, this girl's booked out three months in advance. And I know this because I try to send people to her when they come to me and she can't keep up. She sends people away because she's like, look, I can't do that. I can't do all of this work. She charges what she wants and it's not cheap, but people still try to book her and they can't just because. And I'm going to tell you why she's known in Charlotte as an expert newborn photographer and it's crazy. It's super cool. And it's that's that's nothing but beauty right there. So definitely um, go out there and promote. Tell your friends, tell your family, let them know, like, look, hey, y'all, I want to let y'all know. I think I'm about to go into this. If y'all ever hear from this, please let people know. And then sometimes what you're going to have to do with your socials is you're going to have to simply only promote that. So people know exactly what you're going for. And they know, like, hey, this person is a engagement or a newborn or a wedding photographer and 
all of y'all grow and you will grow from there. All right, let me take a quick little break and we're going to come back um, to talk about some other stuff. Give me a sec. All right, I'm back. Um, Sorry, fantasy football. I got somebody trying to book the studio. If you ever want to book this photography, I mean, not this podcast studio, please let me know. Um, Anyway, so we're back. The next part about setting up your business is actually setting up your damn business. <laughs> um, please take this with a grain of salt. Don't take it with a grain of salt. But the reason why I say it, take it like that, because you need to do your own research. Nothing I'm promising is going to fully, fully work for you. Um, a lot of us has to learn that um, a lot of things is about growth. It's about uh, figuring out things change daily, especially with the government. I'm telling you all this COVID thing um, opened up a lot of doors and it closed a lot of other doors and it created a lot of loopholes. And you need to do your own research. And as you grow, you need to grow. Um, you need to as you grow, you should be growing. That might not make no damn sense because I don't even know if it makes sense. But if you grow, you better grow. So with that. Mm, bro, talking too much, make you thirsty. Um, I encourage everybody go out there and the first thing before you even get started, you need to find out, find out what your name is going to be. You already know you want to be a photographer. Um, and by this time, you are you should know your niche. Um, and you probably have been t- doing photography for a little bit. You've been learning. Now it's time to find your name. So the big question is, should my name be my personal name or should I have a brand? That is totally up to you. Don't die on the hill of either. Um, because once you get in your groove, it's not going to matter. Um, what's the benefits of using your own name? It's easily searchable. It's on Google. Anytime somebody search your name, your business is going to come up. Now, do some shady shit. Mm, that's on you. But um, using your name is super cool because people learn who you are. Um, and people like for me, um, I'm going to go ahead and give it up. I have a LLC and we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, it's called Shamir's Dream and Company. It's super cool. Under that, I have my podcast. Under that, I have um, my photography, which is Gavin Bowyer Photography. And that's cool. They're not LLCs. They just work under a bigger umbrella. So um, figure it out. Now, Shamir's Dream came up when I was in college. Um, It's a long ass name. I hate the name, but I'm sticking with it just because I started when I literally got into college because I thought I wanted to do web design and I was playing around with photography um, at that time. I told you since 08. Right. So I came up with the name. It has this long, big ass meaning. And I hate when people ask me what the name stands for. I hate when people ask me how to pronounce it. I hate when people try to pronounce it because they always get it wrong. I hate the name, but I've been sticking with it since 2008. And it's kind of just here. Um, It's been registered for that long. Not that long, but close to it. It's been re-registered since then. Um, It's just a lot of damn work, man. And I got tired of it. But. Also, when I was younger and dumb and didn't know, did not know, um, I started a Facebook page called Gavin Bowyer Photography. And with that, I was getting all these Facebook pages with both names because I didn't know, you know, so I got a Shamir's Dream Facebook page and a Gavin Bowyer Photography. I have a Shamir's Dream Instagram, Gavin Bowyer Photography Instagram, uh, Twitter, same thing. Um, I can't remember. Damn, what was that shit called when you get on? Um, Anyway, other other networks that came and gone, same thing. So I got tired of it. And then what I realized is I really love the Gavin Bower thing. People know me. I got the Instagram. I am Gavin B. Please make sure you follow me. Um, And it's super dope. The reason why I'm telling you decide what your name is going to be, but don't die on that hill because you're going to change your mind. 
You know, I tell people all the time, I, I laugh when people's like, hey, so I came up with this name. This is the name. And I look at them, I go, cool. One, because the name be confusing as hell. And I'm like, nobody's going to remember that. They're going to remember you. They're going to remember your work. And you have to decide if you want to be a brand or if you're going to be the brand. Um, I like the idea of me being my own brand. I like the idea of people saying, all right, Gavin Bo, where's the brand? Sometimes people book me for my personality. Sometimes people book me for my work. Sorry if y'all can hear people in the background. Sometimes people book me for my podcast stuff. They they just know me in different avenues. So I like the whole Gavin Bowyer photography thing. So think about it like that. Make it personal. I'll tell you this. Um, it's probably been like this. It's 2021. It's probably been like this for like the last six, seven years. People buy more into you personally than they will a company. Small businesses is in. Small minority owned businesses is in. Um and people like that. People like to know that you're a small business. I will promote that you're a small business. Back in the day, I know everybody wanted to make it seem like, hey, I got this name. I want me. I'm talking about me. Um, I got this name. I'm this big brand. I am, Um, you know, I'm on the same scale as Nike. I'm on the same scale as McDonald's. I'm on these big ass scales and not realizing that, hey, actually people like to know you um, a little bit about you. You know, they want to buy into you, your personality, your brand, your life. Um, a lot of people follow me because I talk a lot of crap. I act, you know, I act the fool on the Internet. Right. It's cool. It's fun for me. I am being me. But people buy into that. You'd be surprised how many people book me. They get to the shoes and they want to talk to me about my opinions on things. A lot of shit they don't agree with, which is cool. Um, So think about it like that. Um, Go down to your register of deeds. You need to figure out if you want to be a sole proprietor, LLC or S Corp or something else. Um, All of them have benefits. I'm going to tell you, um, I will bring somebody on to go into each one into detail, but please make sure you understand what works best for you. Um, you have to know that. You have to know what works best for you. Um, a lot of people have sole proprietors because they just went down to the register of deeds and they just, oh, I want to do this, um, make this my sole proprietor or whatever. And also, by the, by the way, a lot of the stuff you can do online. A lot of people was doing all these things and they're starting these businesses. And then guess what happened? COVID relief happened and they couldn't get nothing. No free money, no loans, nothing because they didn't have an LLC or S Corp or they wasn't in business long enough. So please, once you get your name, go ahead and get it. Go ahead and go down, go online, figure out in your state. Make sure you pay your damn dues, because also if you don't pay your dues to the register of deeds, stuff go bad later. Um, they start attacking on fees. They uh, dissolve your business and then you got to pay money to get it back. So please make sure you do that. And also. As you start buying stuff, um, please make a Google Doc of all the stuff you're doing. And please make sure you're making dates of when you're doing stuff, because it is going to become important for you to know when dues are due again. So with S Corps, from my understanding, if I'm spent so long, but you, excuse me, not S Corps, for a sole proprietor, you only got to pay a one-time fee. For LLC, I know, and I'm pretty sure for S Corp, you got to pay it yearly. So it's important for you to know these things because as you keep going and going, you're going to need to know on, you know, October 2nd, you need to send your state, your secretary of state, X amount of dollars to keep your business open. Um, please remember that. Please remember that and most time you can do it online and figure out what's important for you um after you do that once you got your name go ahead and start getting all them social media accounts honestly when you start thinking of names 
go ahead and start looking at social media accounts just in case you can't get certain things and you might want to change your name a little bit or you might want to shorten it, things of that nature. Go ahead and start getting it. I'm talking about from Facebook to Instagram to Twitter to LinkedIn. Yes, LinkedIn um, to, you know, everywhere just so you can have those things. Start looking at domains as well. Um, I do not have that down. Please make sure you go ahead and start looking for domain, your domain and understand. All right. I tell everybody this as a business owner. You should have two domains, your company and your name. It's important to have your company and your name. So I own ShamirsDream.com and I also own GavinBoware.com. It's important because you never want somebody. Funny story. Uh, Fendi. Fendi is a friend of Lil' Kim's. He is somebody that's super known in New York, especially in hip hop. I know a lot of people are like, what the hell is Gavin talking about? He um, is a cool person, allegedly, right? I don't know this dude. But anyway, um, when Lil' Kim, when a young rapper was coming up, who was Lil' Kim beefing with? She was beefing with Nicki Minaj. Guess who used to be friends with Nicki Minaj? Fendi. Him and Lil' Kim are friends. Guess what Fendi did because he used to work with Nicki and all this other stuff? He owns her name. I don't know if things have changed, but I know for the longest, if you went to NickyMinaj.com, it redirected you back to Fendi's website, no matter what you put it in. Um, and he's a he's a street guy in New York, you know, who works in music and everything. That's why that to me proved to me. And mind you, somebody told me this when I was in college. But I remember Fendi saying this and I did it. I went to NickyMinaj.com and it went to whatever, you know, and Fendi was like, yo, look, if anybody wants this to redirect to their website, contact me and I charge you. And he was redirect Nicki Minaj to whatever website you wanted to go to. So that proved to me right there. Look, you need to own your name and your business name. You never want to get in those situations, but also you never know what you might need it for later. And domains are super cheap. Go on GoDaddy, go on Squarespace, go on where the hell else ever. Create you a website, um, own the domain, keep it moving. Um, and lastly, before we get out of here, please go ahead Get you a professional freaking logo done. <sighs> Graphic designers are not cheap. Um, people charge a lot to do branding artwork and for great reason. It's a reason why I told you to get your logo done last. Um, a lot of people, they come over the name, they start working on the logo. I'm telling you to do a logo and I'm not telling you to fully, fully invest crazy amounts of money into your logo at first until you're sure this is what you want to do and this is the road you want to take because nothing is worse than saying hey i'm investing a thousand dollars into a logo and then in six months i don't like my name i don't like you know i don't like the brand i want to re rebrand um fiverr is a great place to go if you want to just search graphic designers for something quick um but also there's a lot of people that do a lot of branding and branding is cheaper than what it used to be um, when I was in college, I knew a guy who was doing logos for like 1500 starting off. And I don't know what came with it, but it didn't seem like a lot. Um, I see a lot of people who do stuff for like 600 now on Fiverr. You can get anything done for like a dollar. But you know what I'm saying? I ain't saying go do it because your logo is going to look like everybody else's. But please go get your logo. It's going to make you uh, it's going to make you look super professional. I'm not saying that you need to buy into everybody who's like, hey, we're going to let you. Um, we're going to, you know. Please, we're going to send you PDFs of how to do stationery and letterheads and all business cards. Cool, whatever. That's up to you. But you definitely need to go get a logo um, and look for graphic designers. Another small business. 
Um, this is a great time, especially if you're good at your job or if you're getting pretty good at photography. This is a great time to barter. A lot of people don't understand that. This is the great time to barter. So if you go to your graphic design, say, hey, I would love to take some branding photos for you. Also, is there any way we can work this out? And you supply a logo, I supply photography. Now, um, this is what the true definition of a collab is. Collabs are beautiful. Um, I have some issues with collabs because it don't seem like collabs ever uh, benefit the photographer more than it benefits their clients. But most collabs are supposed to go, hey, my photo shoot is worth $500. Your logos is worth $700. Guess what? I'm going to offer you a photo shoot and $200 for a logo. And it should work. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't always work that way. Sometimes, trust me, I had a guy one time, he wanted me to take pictures of him for his photo business, and he wanted us to collab and swap it out. And I said, nah. How you hire me for a photographer for a photo shoot? And you want to collab? Never mind. The point is, you know, think of it that way. Learn how to do better, get better, and um, yeah, focus on your logo. And typography logos is the way to go. Don't Logos are interesting. Um, I'm not a graphic designer. I probably get one on here to talk to you. Um, a graph, a logo. I need to be able to put it on a shirt. A logo needs to look good in black and white. Um, a lot of us try to do these 3D logos and gradients on it. That's some ghetto stuff, man. Let that junk go. Stop being ghetto. Stop being hood. Um, definitely just get you, get you a you know a cool logo something, and don't be afraid to rebrand later. But you know, think about all these things like that. And yeah, man, I think that's about it for today. Um, also, the next lesson, I don't know when it's coming out, so don't kill me. However, um, think about it. Let me know what you think. If it's something that you feel like, all right, Gavin got this wrong. He got that right. Whatever. Please let me know. Anyway, until then, I'm going to holler at y'all. And look, we're going to grow this together. Please make sure y'all um, tell your friends about this. Tell your family about this. If you know some other photographers that you get tired of them DMing you, just send this to them because we're going to grow. All right. One down. We got nine more to go. I'm going to holler at y'all next time. What's happening, TT? Oh, this is hat off by uh, Lil Baby and Lil Durk. You can get a percent, but I want the most. Got a house with a lake, so I bought a boat. About to switch up a play that's inaudible. State to state, private jet with some model hoes. Had to run on more dollars than followers. Me and Bay take the week off and cobble. That's a gamble, I'm playing a lot of them. Betting it all, cause I know that I got them. Remember me, I was driving in Polis. We don't beef with this problem, we stop them. I remember that bitch in the vibe. I bought for my family. Got in an argument. They was hating, that's why I'm way farther than them. Remember asking my mom when my father did it. Ain't no talking that fire, what I'm trying to get. Them. Niggas cuffing these hoes that accrued and been had. Get them rats at the bank, put it right in the bank. Say he wouldn't do that, but he would if he can. How about Marcha with John? Now we playing the band. I go straight out the mud, I ain't been.